Welcome to the good life. Oh. Welcome to the good life. The wait is over. Welcome to the good life. And after all the talk, all I gotta say is Welcome to the good life. You're welcome. Welcome, You're welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Pod Pod, the Point of Difference podcast, NRL Supercoach. I'm your host, Matt Ricks, and what a round that was. Round one, a round that can only be described as the upside down round. Yes, that's a Stranger Things reference, and we're only in round two. They're still pulling bodies from the metaphorical Supercoach Lake. Teddy, Turbo, Cody, Swalker, Kiri, just a few of your favorite big names who were cooked on the weekend. PBL ball looks like it's gone forever, quicker than your favorite premium or fullback or halfback's value in Supercoach, or is it? To discuss this and the rest of the Stranger Things universe, Dan, welcome back to the Pod Pod. Uh, and quick question without notice, if if uh, if PBL was in Stranger Things, what character could he be playing? Oh, geez, that's a tough one, Matty. Uh, <laughs> oh, Oh, no. The main cop the main cop guy? He's not really funny. Nah. It's going to be the worst question. <laughs> Derry Gorgon. You're in a mood. You're in a mood and I haven't even introduced. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say, we could have come up with something. You're in a mood and we haven't even introduced you yet, Tubes. How are you? <laughs> um, I'm in a bad mood. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at my team going, what am I going to do this week? I've just been rattling off names like Matt Moylan and Luke Brooks and I'm just in a tailspin, ready to – ready to. I was, I was honestly almost ready to give up for the season. But uh, thankfully I've, I'm not too far off the, off the pack, who's also gone terribly, but um, trying to figure out a way out and onwards and upwards. You said you had a uh... – a pretty average sort of week. What'd you score? Eight hundred and thirty something, I think. No, that's top optimistic. Eight nineteen. <laughs> eight nineteen. What went yeah. right and what went wrong with that eight nineteen? Uh, not a lot went right, obviously. Um, Captain Teddy Cheese got one. My mid-range pods. Had zero zero bullets in the chambers for the week. Um, so the hammer, uh, not too bad at thirty four, given he didn't have any attacking <laughs> stats. But that's probably you know the, the right spot. You know the weekends. You know the weekends tough. <laughs> Montoya not too bad with a thirty four. <laughs> Montoya twenty eight without doing much. Had the line in front of him wide open and somehow couldn't score. I honestly reckon I'd I'd give myself. Like I'd price myself at three bucks to score from there, where Montoya just couldn't get over the line, um, and then you know, Cody Nicarima, just all my mid ranges failed essentially. Uh, Dan, before we get into your team, we'll just give a quick Queenstown update on our from our bet from last week, our season long bet, uh, and just to to remind the the fans at home, uh, this was a bet between me and Dan and Tubes and our old man. And uh, the best score out of each team would be the score counted for the week. So, Dan, how did we score last week? So, I, I believe we both scored exactly the same score with eight eight five. We did. Uh, no, I got eight eight six. Eight eight six. Did I get? I think I got eight eight six as well. But I think uh, Poppy Ricks has just pipped us with eight eight seven. So yeah, geez, one nil, tough, tough one loss nil after. to Teams, Tubes, and Poppy. Yeah, it was a tough one to do. Do we confirm the rules there, Tubes? Does that mean you're one point ahead, or is it one nil to you? It means we're one point ahead. It's not. It's not like a um, one super coach. It's point stroke ahead. play. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Points play. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, match 887 play. Eight eighty seven to eight eighty six. No, no. Nah. So, so on a, we could say on a shared week one there. Um, yeah, keeping things not tight. A bad result. Keeping things tight early on. Yeah, uh, bit of a shout out to our group. So it was so good to see everyone get involved in the group. We ended up having a really good number. Um, I think about sixty six or sixty seven. Pretty good for a fresh new podcast on the scene in our in our new group. Um, if you still want to join that, it's seven three two six five four. 
And we've obviously got the major prize, which anyone who joins now will be ineligible. You're too late, but that's okay. We'd still love you to see you in there. Um, but a big shout-out to one of our listeners, Salty, who scored a big 1,001 for the round, which is obviously an excellent excellent score. Anyone up over 1,000 is airborne. Oh, salty. Um, so well done. Well done, Salty. Dan, back to your team. Uh, you mentioned you got an 886. Any, uh, any positives to take from the round? I was obviously not happy during the rounds, uh, but looking at everyone else's team, it's uh, it was definitely a definitely a, a round for the pods. So Roosters obviously did what they did. My team still looks pretty good though. I'm not I'm not unhappy with my selections and uh, a couple of big guns to bring in this week. I think for me, going the Walker Walker combo at, at the halves was pretty disappointing. But there's a bit of cash there, so you can throw a bit around and uh, looking at a few Storm Boys this week. Uh, and, yeah, everyone else, I, I was a bit hit by, with like a lot of people would have been, I was hit by the Pangai late out. So I had a choice, uh, had to go Tino uh, or Papali'i, uh, but I would have had to downgrade the Hammer to Russell. So I went for, I went for Tino, kept Hammer, obviously Russell outscored hammer by 50 points or so but obviously with the injury now he's a he's a bit of a trade out so yeah overall par par yeah i i felt like i was doing all right as well with my 886 uh dan we were having some heated whatsapp chats in the canberra game when josh hodgson went down and it looked like tom starling was going to be a a great long-term option Mm. um and i actually blew my team apart when that happened kind of lost my mind a bit um (laughs) i traded out cookie um, and Dylan Brown, and brought in Cody Walker, and ended up running with Chad, uh, Chris, Chad, Chris Randall at hooker. Um, it's cost me a fair few points, I think. May oh, not too bad, probably about thirty points. Um, but Cody Walker's a clear trade out this week, so that hurts a little bit. Probably looking towards someone like Munster there. Right, let's introduce our new segment for the week. Um, good call, bad call. So this is going to be a bit of a retro from last week on some of the guys' calls. Uh, and I think, Dan, it's fair to say that this week is chock full of bad calls. Yeah, we were really looking hard for a good call. Uh, thinking back through the, through the early season pods, uh, there, wasn't, there wasn't many there. Definitely, definitely full of bad, bad calls. And I think all three of us were very, very, very bullish on the Roosters. Uh, and that uh, that hit the fan quite early round one. So I think uh, I think I'm still keen to keep all those roosters, boys. I think they they're likely to bounce yeah. back. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a situation to give up on the roosters. I don't think um, tough tough round one, but yeah, it does it did it has made us look pretty stupid first week. Yeah, and a lot of chat early with uh, early Friday night when uh, Manly took on the Panthers and uh, Big Bullymore made that big. Big, uh, big try. Tubes was Tubes was talking, talking hard that night. I was talking. I was talking hard. <laughs> I was talking real hard. <laughs> Bullymore just. Bullymore was a bully boy, and just he, he didn't look too bad. I mean, his defense was on an edge. Was potentially questionable on his uh, lateral movements and defensive reads, but I saw enough in him to to feel that. You know, if he can continue to hold that sixty-minute-plus position, that that he still um, could have some attacking upside. So he'll be a hold in my team, and I think I might pick him in the seventeen again this week. Yeah, I think if he gets those attacking stats, he'll be a, he'll he'll keep averaging okay, and he'll make some cash. It's, it's just when when they're going to come, when they're going to bring Schuster back, you'd have to think he holds his spot though. Now it helps with Carl, crazy Carl Lawton. Having a concussion as well, yeah. he, he might be ruled out a little bit. Second minute, uh, even if he is in, he's probably not going to be near that uh, that starting starting position now. So, yeah, I, he's in. He's in in fifteen again this week. Yeah, so I, I think he can still wait on Bullymore. Those there's a fair few of those mid range guys that oh, did okay. You, you wouldn't be buying Bullymore. No, just just hold on them and and if they uh, if they go well this week, you can pick them up. Yeah, Bullymore is definitely not a buy this week. If you didn't start with him, there's no reason to bring him in now. You can at least wait till round three. Yeah. Probably just sort of started with him. <laughs> tubes, Tubes, uh, I'm sorry to say, but we've got to put all your warrior pods in the bad call column. 
you mentioned it earlier. You got Cody Nick with a 30-odd. 32. Uh, 32, and he's out of the team. Well done. Marcelo Montoya, 28, I believe, and yep. in the team, but probably only potentially due to some injuries. How are you feeling? I don't, I, Montoya, I watched the game. I didn't think he was too bad apart from I think he should have scored that try. Um, I'm still going to hold him and, and play him. Their, their draw is still quite easy for the next few rounds. I mean, I doubled down and bloody pay, played, what is his name, Valia, Valia in my team as well for Ooh. a nice 16. So that, that was did, beautiful. Just, just into the seven. Well, what, it was eight, him instead of Targo. He doubled it. Yeah, he, got it, he doubled his score on updates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so and he's out now for three to four weeks. So I'll probably just hold him uh, as a cheapie. Um, yeah. So none of those pods pulled off, but that's all right. I um, I'll keep Montoya. Um, I wasn't expecting him to kill it every week. It would have been nice to to start off with a bang, but they don't have who they got this week. They got the. Um, Titans and then the Tigers, so I'm I'm, yep. I'm happy to keep keep rolling forward with him. Uh, you kept Pat. You end up starting with Payne Haas, didn't you, Tubes? Yep, Payne Haas. Yep, yep. So Dan and I both laid Payne Haas, so that was not much fun on Friday night for his 91. That goes firmly in the bad call column. One for the good call column. Uh, it's the Panthers back rowers. So we flagged Liam Martin as being a good option. I'm not sure anyone actually started with him, but we did flag him as a good option. I did. <laughs> nice did 80, solid 80, some nice junk yeah. time points. So we can we can claim that because at least one of us started with him. And um, and I did. I think that I did say that Kikau was a nice high-variance play if you're a bit of a thrill seeker. Um, so he got an 87 with a try and a line break. Um, so a good start for the year for Billy Kicks. Right, let's... Uh, Tubes. Oh, I was just going to just give myself a little wrap. Lomax, nice start to the year. Didn't do much attacking-wise except for one flick ball. Nice 70. That's what you what you want from your your, your gun center wings you're bringing in. Yeah, yeah okay. Looked good. You were, hot, you were high on him all, all preseason. Mm. So yeah, that's good something for the weekend. Send him off! Send the dressing guys off! Okay, let's get into Teamless Tuesday with all the big ins and outs uh, for the weekend's games. First up, we've got the Storm versus Rabbitohs. Uh, George Jennings out on the wing. In comes Dean Iremia. Uh The Cheese, Brandon Smith, is out, replaced by Harry Grant. Looks like he's going to be out for four to six weeks. And Christian Welsh, the other big out there um, for the Storm with Jesse Bromwich, the captain, coming back into the side. For the Rabbitohs, Luttrell is back um, at fullback, AJ to the left wing, and Josh Mansour drops out. Other than that, uh, pretty much no other changes. Dan, uh, the Cheese, four to six weeks. Um, I know you don't have him. Are you confident that that range is, is spot on in terms of when he'll be back? Yeah, spot on with a fracture. You just, you just got to wait it out pretty much. I don't think he's gone for any surgery, so uh, he'll wait the time. But the good thing is he will be back. Uh, at 600k, I'd probably be looking to trade him. I know you got him, Tubes. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm trying to find 50k to get him to Harry Grant, who's probably a short of 80 minutes now, but got to find 50k somewhere. <laughs> Wishart's still on the bench, so I, 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 I'd probably be surprised if Grant comes straight into 80. Yeah. Is there any? We got a question on Twitter about holding Brandon Smith. Is there any? Can either of you see any uh, benefit in holding? Uh, Dan, you mentioned you don't think he'll be back early, so that probably puts a bit of a hole in that. Yeah, he's just so much cash, 600K. Right? There's, you know, there's going to be cheapies on offer next week. Uh, I think with the with the 42 trades this year, you can kind of flip, flip, those, uh, flip those sort of guns. So I would not be holding at all. You've got to use that cash elsewhere. I just think the only reason you'd hold him is if you were trying to have one more look at the other hookers for the season, um, for whatever reason. Like you were, if you weren't considering Grant, you were thinking save about the trade going, for next week. Save it, save it for next week. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty confident on Grant as being the the hooker that you want. So if you can afford to get go cheese to Grant this week, I'd be doing that straight away. 
Um, Jai Arrow looked good for his 71 minutes and score in the 60s. Uh, you must be – you started with him, didn't you, Tubes? No, nah, I didn't, unfortunately. Uh, but he did look <laughs> good um, for 450K. Could he be a trading target this week? I think so. If you if you're looking to downgrade some of the underperforming players, um, 450K, dual front row, back row, I think now that you know that he's getting 70-plus minutes, you, he's a definite target. But I'd probably still be waiting and seeing another week. It's a bit tricky with those big price gun forwards because they all did okay, like, and you all kind of saw enough from most of them to go, okay, well, you're looking pretty good for this season and it might be a bit sideways to go down to Arrow um, to make that kind of 50K, you kind of Tino's or Lolo's or... Um, Even like that- Fafida only got 60 at 700K, but yeah. he played 80 minutes, so you just... Crichton, 66 in a smashed-up Roosters side... All the guns showed enough that you're not looking to get yeah, rid if of that's, them. If that's if that's Crichton's flaw, um, Dan, I know you're a bit concerned. He was playing a bit on the right. Yeah, so they changed it up. He was left side most of last year with Tupanua. Yeah. I think they've done that for defensive reasons. I don't. I think Tupanua is pretty average. Uh, so they're strengthening up the right side, which Defensi- is the left defensively, attacking. Defensively, you mean? Yeah, right defensive side, which is the other t- opponent's left attacking edge. So I think yep. they've just shored that up a little bit with with Crichton yeah. there. But then that's, I think, he, he doesn't get those, um, so many of those, just those short balls right to left where they like to attack. So, look, it, uh, with his updates, I was more than happy with his 66 because he did yep. absolutely nothing. So the other one yep. of those sort of guys, like uh, Isaiah Yao, I think, looked really good. He got 80 minutes, pure base plus power, 72. So he's one guy, if you were going to drop one of the bigger guys down, you could probably look for him and he'd be pretty safe. Perfect segue into game number two, Dragons and Panthers, 6 p.m. Friday night at Net Strata Jubilee. Panthers have one change. Uh, Moses Leota, Dan is out with a pretty serious injury, looking like kind of maybe round nine or ten he'll be back. Yeah, so he, he chipped, fractured part of the socket of the ball and socket of the shoulder, shoulder joint. So that's a pretty serious one. Uh, I don't think he's going for a surgery, so they just got to wait for it to, to recover. Uh, but there's a, a lot of wait time and then a lot of build-up for that. So, yeah, okay. it brings in Spencer Lenu into the into starting starting prop. I've actually never I've actually never heard of this. He's got a fractured glenoid. Is that am I am I saying that correctly? Glenoid. Right. The, the little cut Sounds for the painful. ball. Sounds painful. It would be very painful. Yeah, it's basically like the ball smashing into the socket and it chips off as it does. So. I yeah, tell you, but, mate, you wouldn't be back in six weeks with a fractured glenoid. <laughs> You'd be lucky to be back in six years. <laughs> Tough but fair. Um, for the Dragons, Aaron Wood, he did a hammy. Uh, I think early reports are not too bad, but not sure anyone's missing him too much. Jackie Boy Bird, Dan, 80 minutes on the edge, look good. Uh, Tarek Sims is rumoured to be signing for the Storm for next year. Could that... Maybe he could keep that spot on the edge. Yeah, I think he does. I think uh, he he looks good. The rat's tail looks pretty average, but he looks good in general. You know, definitely, definite try scoring option. And his base his base output was pretty decent. So if he keeps that up, uh, he's definitely one to watch. What is he just just under five hundred k? So yeah, four eighty or four ninety. Yeah, I wouldn't go him this week, but but certainly uh, next week is is definitely an option, particularly if you get an injury to one of the big guys. Yeah, that rat's tail, you can take the boy out of Shell Harbour, but, oh, actually, he's back in Shell Harbour, so. <laughs> <laughs> Had to fit in. Those Shell Harbour barbecues, trouble. Uh, Tyrell Sloan Tubes looked really good at fullback, and I'm he's actually the other one who, as part of the, 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 the me bringing in Walker, he was the one who missed out, and I upgraded him to Tupu, which has not worked out well at all. Uh, he looked good, though. Yeah, he looked good. Uh, I mean, Tempered a bit because they were playing the Warriors, and as predicted, it was a nice sunny afternoon. Um, but he, yeah, he did everything you wanted to see from him, and suddenly the Dragons are very relevant in the center wing. So Bird's available second row forward and center wing, Sloan fullback center wing. Um, 
the 5'8 is available in centre wing and and Lomax at centre wing. And then the highest scorer player of the round, Ravalava, yeah, suddenly a very relevant relevant super coach centre wing team. Yeah, probably I'd, I'd probably advise anyone bringing Ravalawa in off the back of that performance. Obviously, three tries isn't going to happen every week. Um, if he was to do it again this week, you might, you know, if you wanted a really quick cash grab, you might you might look at him bringing him in the next week, but I'd probably be steering clear for now. Uh, Tao Tao Mone had a very poor score at six, but looked okay. Um, I, would, I wouldn't be jumping too quickly ship if I owned him, Dan. Nah, you've got to got to keep him. He's he's low enough, and there's not many cheapies on offer. So, look, all he needs is one of those rounds where he gets a try and an assist or something, jags an eighty, and then he's and then he's off and kicking and making money for you. So, just put him in your centre wing and and hold. Uh, moving on to the third game, Roosters Manly Friday night at the SCG should be an absolute cracker uh, for the. Uh, for both sides, I don't actually think there's any changes in either team. Dylan Walker's back on the bench for the Manly side with Cooler uh, dropping out. Um, I think that's an okay result for guys who, who for super coaches who own Cooler. He won't be an AE problem now. You can hold him. He won't be any problem there on your on your centre wing um, bench. For the Roosters, uh, Tubes, really good to see Billy Smith named after his, his concussion on the weekend. Yeah, it's good. I think um, really the relevant part here is obviously how bad the Roosters went on the weekend Um, and for teams like ours that probably loaded up on Roosters players, whether you went Billy Smith, Teddy, Tupu, Geary, Sam Walker, Crichton or any of the the relevant players, um, despite them playing manly this week, therefore having a pretty tough game on Friday night, I'd be advising people to hold um, there's a reason that you would have picked them in your side and and hope that they bounce back this week. But even if they don't, um, I think I think most of them are pretty safe holds. You know, for the for the start of the year. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of questions. Should I be dropping Teddy? Should I be cashing in? Um, should I be getting rid of Kiri Walker? Uh, this is definitely not the week to be doing that. Um, given that scores are so far down across the board, halfbacks and fullbacks are going to be. Uh, disproportionately affected by that. Now, Teddy's 30 is one of the lowest scores I can remember him having. But in saying that, I think that he will actually, it sounds counterintuitive, but I think he'll actually benefit from the scores being down because I don't think his average will be that affected because he gets so many, you know, tackle bus and those base plus power stats um, that, that he'll still continue to average high. So do not sell Teddy stern advice. Uh, Dan, you got any other reads there on the on the Roosters' toss side? No, I think it's all just holds. I know a lot of people will be looking to trade out maybe one of those halves, uh, Walker or Keary, uh, maybe looking to downgrade to a to a Sexton, Sexton or or a, a Man or a Hastings. I mean, I, I can't see any value with it, particularly because you'll be looking in a few rounds to get Cleary in. So give them another shot. If they go well this week, they're going to hold their value and get points for you, uh, and then it's easier to trade up to Cleary than it would be if you're downgrading, uh, and then you potentially need six, seven hundred grand cash uh, to find that find that upgrade option. It's also it's also important to note the difference between round two and round three trades because Walker and Cleary aren't going to lose any cash this week, and if you want to get Cleary, Cleary in later, it's not going to affect it. They do look like they're going to lose bulk cash next week. Then that's a different proposition. Yeah. Different ball game next week. Yeah, you'll know who might be going up. Like if you can trade Walker to Sexton, and Sexton happens to score hundred this week, then you then that might be a, a bit exactly. It just gives you another week to look at it. Yeah, especially with three trades next week. Like you can you can get a bit creative with all that. Uh, over on the Manly side. Uh, we spoke about Bully more earlier. Uh, probably not a buy, but uh, uh, good good work for his owners. Um, and hopefully for Turbo owners, he bounces back in a big way. 60, certainly not a bad score, but underwhelming for his price tag. The next game is Titans and Warriors, 3 p.m. at the Gold Coast. For the Titans, 
We've got Alex Brimson, AJ Brimson, back in at 5'8", after being a laid out last week. There's actually a fair few changes for um, the Warriors with Reese Walsh in at fullback, back from suspension. Sean Johnson, the big one, out at halfback. Ash Taylor comes in to replace him. Dan SJ looks like he's uh, he's going to be on the sideline with some sort of pec injury for a few weeks. Yeah, I think it's just a minor strain, but we've probably seen the last few seasons that the major pec rupture when it comes off completely is basically a season ender. So I think they're, they're probably just being conservative with him. Fent picked oh. up a small strain and they'll wait a few weeks. Okay, so it's, it's they're just, yeah, an SJ, SJ, perfect time of the year for SJ to have a holiday any week of the season. So um, yeah. I'm sure he, I'm sure he'll enjoy that that time off with his family. Um, Tubes, anything for you on Warriors? Uh, Villa, we mentioned Villa Mai Vilea is out, and DWZ also out on the wing. Pretty tough, tough going for a few of uh, few of the pods there. Yeah, um, obviously Ash Taylor been brought in as well, which is a a bit of a um, yeah, just a bit of a flip. Obviously SJ out injured, uh, Cody dropped. Ash Taylor in, and I don't know. It's just, so, is it yeah, a brown so, overreaction or was Cody always going to just get dropped? Seems. Harris, yeah, well, maybe he doesn't want Harris Tavita and Nikarima in the halves together. Like he wants that more organizing player. Yeah, uh, I think he wants, an organized, he wants an organized half and then um, possibly is prefer CHT, but there was no option to put him at, uh, with with Walsh coming back, he still wants CHT in the team, so he's put him at five eight. You'd think he would have started the year with him at five eight, though, if that's the halves pairing that you're going to no, go with. He, no, because he he had to play fullback in round one. We didn't have to. There's other options. Didn't have to. <laughs> didn't could have have DWZ could have played it. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, just a very strange, na- but but not strange for Nathan Brown, I suppose. Pr- probably pretty standard. Bit of a mix, worth calling mix out. And match. What, worth calling out. Whilst the the backs for uh, the Warriors didn't do too well, uh, Josh Curran really encouraging game. Uh, I actually thought that uh, you and Aiken, despite not scoring particularly well, looked good, played eighty, um, and I would be definitely encouraging his owners to hold. And I actually think he could even be a buy, Dan, this week. Yeah, there's, as I said, there's a couple of those guys around the 500k mark. I don't know if I'd buy him. If I didn't start with him, uh, again, you can wait a week to see what happens. I was a bit, uh, I'm, I'm sure AFB owners were a bit underwhelmed with his performance. I think he had uh, just under 50 with a line break as well. Uh, he, he's a guy, though, he can 51. bust out six, 51. He can he can bust out six offloads in a game and, and really jump up that average. So I'd be, I'd be holding him in the front row, give him another chance. The big thing for AFB was, and I don't know if this will hold because obviously Lodge is back this week, but he played um, 62 minutes on the weekend, which mm. you, I think as an owner you would have to be really satisfied with. The The other one worth mentioning because he was in my side um, very close up to the start of the round is um, uh, is Alisi Katoa. Um, started in the back row, ended up getting 73 minutes on the edge. He obviously did score a try and had a line break off SJ for 76 points, but 73 minutes with a base of 43 mm. at 353,000. I won't be jumping yeah. early this week, but I'll certainly be on minutes watch and and he could be coming into the side as well. There's some interesting options in that 350K back row range. Obviously, we'll get to the Cowboys later, but Tommy Gilbert and Jeremiah Nanai as well. Um, some good downgrade options if some of the guns flip. Uh, I think uh, Katoa is a good player, though. He's had some injury problems. He, he sort of he was pretty good when he, when he debuted a couple of years back. Um, I'm not sure where he's yeah, he averaged he averaged fifty he averaged fifty seven in twenty twenty and forty in twenty twenty one. So obviously had a bit of a down year last year. So he's got it he's there, you know. Like if he if he can get back up to that sort of fifty seven average, um, then he's an absolute steal at three fifty K. over on the Titans side, uh, as as mentioned, David Fafita, eighty minutes uh, for only sixty points, but no attacking stats, a few kind of tackle busts. Oh, he had a line break, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, yeah he made line, like break five, line break had five tackle busts in one play and that was pretty much all he did. They ended up giving him a try involvement as well for that uh, right. for that big barnstorming run. So when he played the ball and they just spread it out for that try. Yep, yep. 
So, look, that's that's him in a nutshell. He'll do one or two big things a game. Um, I, I think he's a hold for now. Bo Fermor, uh, 80 minutes on the edge. So, Fafita and Fermor both playing 80. Um, Fermor only scored 36, but that's got to be pretty promising. And he, he was on the left too, wasn't he? Fafita played right. Yeah, that's right. Fermo, yeah, he's definitely a, a confidence booster for owners. Uh, Proctor went to the middle, so didn't get much game yeah. time. That's certainly promising, and he's on that left edge as well. So uh, nothing that entices me in terms of his gameplay. No. But obviously getting the minutes there is is very encouraging, like those those other yeah. back rowers we discussed. I'm actually looking to uh, captain for feeder this week. I think uh, – he had a very slow game on the weekend and still still put out 50, uh, 60. So I think uh, I think he could go big this week. Yeah, he's he's a he's a definite captain option. Uh, big Tino, who you and I had to bring in Dan when Pangai went went down, scored a fifty seven. Um, I think that's just pretty much Tino's bread and butter. He's priced at roughly that. Um, I think you're not going to stray too far from that score between fifty and seventy most weeks. Yeah, I, I'm just going to hold him and and hopefully he gets a couple of a uh, couple of offloads or you know a few more tackle breaks and and kind of averages that 60 65. He could just sit there for now. There's there's more pressing matters. Uh, yeah, the interesting absolutely. one that I see a lot of people are bringing in Will Smith. That's uh, probably going to change now that the teams are named and AJ Brimson's named again. He's just on his injury. He's got a, a bit of a groin issue, which are notoriously niggly and can be like a week-by-week week prospect. So there's usually not much damage or anything like that, but they're really sore sometimes. So, you know, sometimes they just want to give him that extra week or two. So we'll see what happens. He's also got um, – uh, yeah, that is – yeah, I mean, uh, well, well done if somehow you started with Will Smith. I did actually mention him as a – Possible option, I think, on one of our never no, gone well to done. air, pi- well never done. gone to air, well never gone to air pilot episodes. <laughs> the um, it's on the cutting room floor somewhere. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, just in all seriously, don't buy Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> the and I, I probably I won't be bringing him in, but also well done to those that started with you know Brian Kelly as a bit of a pod. He looked pretty dangerous on the left edge with Philip Sammy. They, they could they 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 are the ones that are high variance and can definitely go on a run if you pick the right ones. Um, mm. But yeah. I, I wouldn't be looking to bring in um, certainly not this week or, or probably even next week into my center wing. But they look good. Uh, and probably the last name we need to mention, Dan, Toby Sexton. Um, you mentioned him earlier. Probably just can wait a week no matter what there or you wouldn't be bringing him in this week. Unless you have a bit of a half switch and you're, and you're downgrading someone like Cody Walker, you could potentially bring him in. He looked decent. His goal kicking is phenomenal. So you know he's going to get a bit of points if, if Titans are going to score Beautiful. tries. Beautiful actually. So, but, but yeah, I, if I, you know, I'm not looking to bring him in uh over Sam Walker, it's I wouldn't I wouldn't you can bring him in this week, yeah for sure. Yep. Uh, next game, we got the Sharkies and the Eels at back at Points Bet Stadium, Caltex Field, Ronson Oval, Endeavour Field, whatever you want to call it. We're back. Uh, it feels like kind of we never left, does it? Because of of COVID and everything, but it's good to be back down uh down in the mangroves at Woolaware. Uh, looks like they've got this name the same team as last week. And for the Eels, obviously, Sean Russell, uh, just devastating to see him get such a shocking injury, broken ribs, punctured lung, uh, probably even more painful than Moses Leota's glentoid. Um, but he's out. <laughs> he's, he's out. You shouldn't laugh. It's not funny. <laughs> Wunger Blake goes to the wing, interestingly. Uh, I actually, this is. I just realised that. I thought Opportunity was just going to come straight on the wing, but... Uh, we'll we'll just stop there for a sec, Tubes. That's that could be Wanga Blake Pod territory left wing for you there. Probably not for me. I think Santa Wings <laughs> building you up. Santa Wings a bit. <laughs> Santa Wings. I don't think at the price he's. I'm I'm looking at bringing him in. Um, obviously, Russell scored three tries. So if he's out on left wing, then um, that's where a bit of attack's going for Parramatta. But I probably won't be looking to to make too many huge changes in the center wings. But, I, I mean, I do think 
uh, Eels definitely a very super coach relevant. Um, Isaiah Papali'i um, played 80 minutes, I think, or, he did. or very yeah, high he minutes, did. 80 minutes, yeah. Um, he played 80. And then, and then a very strong start. Mitchell Moses, I thought, for those that started with him, looked very involved, was playing left and right side um, of the attack, um, which may have been a bit to the detriment of Dylan Brown, but um, I thought that looked pretty encouraging for from from his point of view. I think uh, Dylan Brown yeah. went to centre as well when Russell went off, so that's he's going to take a hit, but he still got forty points, so it wasn't wasn't too bad with that. Yeah, but even think- in the first half, like I think Moses was definitely very dominant, like sweeping across yeah. to the left and right. For sure, there's so many points in that first half as well. It's uh, yeah, I mean, good on people who who brought in Moses. It was a good. Goodbye. Tom Opportunity is the biggest dot ball in the world, so just stay well clear of him. He's not going to do do much at all. Um, probably not much to talk about in the Sharks. I really just wanted to mention one player, and I was looking at Blake Braley. Um, obviously played 80 minutes uh, and has played 80 minutes in the past but, but not been super coach relevant. Um, and this might be a bit of a beat up, but I have read that, Fitzgibbon is giving him a bit more license to attack um, and and a bit more plays being run off him as, a, as an attacking hooker. They really like uh, his vision and what he can bring. So obviously encouraging seeing him score a try, but I thought he looked good and might be an option as a 470K hooker that's going to play 80 minutes if his attacking stats go up. Yeah, he's actually cheaper than that, 426. So a yeah. little bit enticing. Uh, it's interesting that us, all three of us as Sharks fans, don't have a single Shark in the team. Uh, Hines looked like he was a bit raw, but he'll be, he'll be, I think, a decent option going forward still. Uh, and for me, not much else interesting. Nakora bombed a fair bit, which I know a fair few uh, coaches were spruiking up early. Just back on the um, Eels for a sec, uh, Ryan, Ryan Madison is out um, with an injury. Oh, yeah, that's three weeks. Yeah, Nathan Brown's back in Jersey 17. Oregon Kafusi, uh, future shark, starts at lock. Um, and and Papali, yeah, he, he 80 minutes, but he was on the right, which as an owner I'm a little bit concerned about moving forward. I prefer to move him back over to the left, but we shall see. Next game is Raiders and Cowboys. Cowboys and Raiders, I should say. Uh, young Maney, Jermaine Tanoa Brown is out, popular cheapy. Um Bit tough going there for owners with an injury. Uh, it looks like a hamstring, so that could be multiple weeks. Tommy Gilbert retains his place starting on the edge. Um, he might have been a more popular option if he'd actually been named there in the first place. Uh, and for the Raiders, Brad Schneider, an excellent 45 to kick off his NRL career, uh, oh, for this season anyway. Uh, he's gone down with COVID for the week, so Matt Frawley comes in for him. James Schiller holds his spot. Encouragingly, uh, Semi Valame um, is in the centres still. Uh, and then there's Josh Hodgson out for uh, up to two weeks, uh, up to four, two to four weeks, I think. Dan, can you give us anything on the knee there? They've lateral meniscus, I can see you've got written down. But uh, can, can Tommy Starling be an option? Yeah, so it's it's kind of a bit of he's had an ACL repair on that side and and he's getting on a bit Josh Joshy Hodgson so it's a bit of an old man's knee sort of crunch on the meniscus going to be pretty painful. Uh you know, it's always hard with the Raiders I think with their injury news, but I I'd, I'd say he will only be out a, a few weeks and and then come back in so that's enough to turn me off bringing in Starling. Yeah, I I really would like to bring in Starling like I said Anyway, it's I'm just I feel I feel like I'm just a bit crushed from this whole episode. Yeah, uh, I feel like you know <laughs> you, you've mentioned about forty players that you mentioned preseason, uh, Matt. You you taken up my strategy of just throw throw some darts and when a couple hit, you you, you look to claim it. Just yeah, look, I oh know I'll I'll just take what I can get. Um, just 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 on the Raiders there quickly. Um, Sebastian Cruz is named in Jersey 19, so just a bit of a watch for James Schiller owners. Um, probably he can hold him anyway, but just in case you're planning on playing him for some reason in your 17, um, he could be a laid out there. 
Moving on to the Knights West Tigers, four o'clock Sunday afternoon up in Newcastle. Uh, big win for the Knights against the against the Roosters in round one. Not much movement in terms of ins and outs for those guys. Uh, the Tigers as well played quite well in defeat to the to the Melbourne Storm. Didn't really throw it away, but just got run over in the second half. Uh, the only change is James Tamo is back in at front row with Alex Twall moving back to the bench. Uh, the big news out of the Tigers game was probably Kelma Tuolagi Tubes. Uh, he looked pretty good for his um, – he actually got a bit of a downgrade to 46 after updates, but he, he looked he looked the goods. Yeah, he um, – I didn't start with him and, and he's definitely a trade-in target, um, probably the most relevant in the Tigers team. But, yeah, I can't believe they, it looked like they took off his um, try assist for his offload that then Brooks just threw a, yeah, a looked, pass for really essentially tough. and they switched it to Brooks. But, I'm um, lucky. I'm lucky. But, no, he looked good, looked like a, a tackle buster. Um, so, yeah, looks see a, how it goes looks this a little weekend bit like a, and he'll probably be coming in. A little bit like a young Looch. Yeah, a little Luch. bit. Um, I actually end up starting with him because of more trades. I was actually planning to trade him out, but it's worked out well. Hopefully, he'll make a bit of cash now. Um, Tubes, I know you're a little bit interested in Luke Brooks moving forward. Yeah, like I said, just shows the desperation of the weekend. I was looking at Luke Brooks. <laughs> I looked at the Tigers, looked at the Tigers draw, and um, and then I I probably had a cold shower and you know sorted my life out and and I've I've moved away from it. Right. Um I, I think I'm happy to stake that I'm still gonna stick with that Knights and Tigers are both super coach irrelevant despite having a good round one start to the year for both of them. Um they obviously have got the Randalls and the uh the um the the back row we just spoke about in terms of those cheapies, but I won't be looking at any of those mid ranges or guns that that went well on the weekend for the, both teams. Chris Randall, Dan had a pretty promising start um, for Super Coaches. He looks like he's going to make a bit of coin. Yeah, nothing to talk about. Keep him in your team, and he'll just he'll just rack up some some coin. He may be in your seventeen. He might be that eighteenth man. Like I think he's coming into my team for Shiner being out with COVID this week, so he'll. He'll make my 17, but you just got to have him sitting there. A uh, little bit of interest in the the Knights outside backs. Uh, obviously, Dane, Dane Gagai did a huge amount of work as well as getting a try, uh, and I think he's tunned up, so he did really well. Dominic Young on the wing looks promising as well. If he can, if Knights go well and he's jagging a few of those tries, I think he's around 330K. If he has another big week this week, he might see a quick, quick, quick cash rise. And uh, one that I really liked the look of was Tyson Frizzell uh, in the back row for the Knights. Huge base, base plus power output, big minutes. Uh, if he locks that up, he's definitely a, a target to maybe keep in your side for, for the season as well if he if he stays injury-free. Yeah, those back rowers are going to be gold, I think, this season. Uh, just on Dom Young, um, I think the kind of worry with him, he's obviously a bit awkwardly priced, 339K, but 30 in base is really strong for him. So he's a definite watch to see if he can repeat that again. Could be a good trading target next week. Yeah, for sure. Again, those those three, 300, 350 guys, you just sit on them for this week. Don't bring them in early because they could turn bad really quick. So just sit and wait and look at the break-evens next week and, and bring in some of those guys for cash and maybe some of them turn into decent, decent players. The last game of the round is the Bulldogs and the Broncos. So the doggies get a big win round one, uh, despite getting a load of HIAs. Patolo, Burns, Naden, and Marshall King all were ruled out of the match with concussions. Uh, Aaron Shoup came in as 18th man concussion replacement for them this for them this week. No no changes. Pangai Junior named to start. Uh, sorry, I should say changes. Pangai Junior named to start. Um, I'd still be a bit bit worried about his hamstring if that's why he was ruled out round one. And for the Bronx. Tessie New comes back in at fullback, uh, replacing Jermaine Asako, who drops out of the squad completely. Albert Kelly uh, gets named in the six with Adam Reynolds in the seven, pushing uh, Billy Walters, who had quite a good game. We Probably another one for the bad calls for us there. <laughs> Billy Walters had a pretty decent game, <laughs> tried his best. Uh, he's back to Jersey 17, ruling him out as an option this week. 
Kobe Hetherington comes in in 15. Uh, doesn't jag that spot just yet off Paddy Carrigan, who also had a pretty good game. Another one for me to eat my words on. So I've had an absolute blind at the start of the year. Uh, and no sign of Corey Pax uh, except in the reserves. Uh, Dan, Pangai Jr.'s hamstring, uh, he, he'd be a bit of a wait and see now for you, wouldn't he? Yeah, definitely. They're notoriously pretty dodgy. Uh, and so he he could be even a late out this week. So I would hold off or, or plan your trades around him potentially being out as well. Yeah, I was very impressed with uh, Carrigan's output. Look, he's definitely one to watch in that second row. Could be a bring in round three. Uh, and big shout out to Big Payne Haas, like four offloads. He had eight all last year and he pulls out That's four unreal. offloads. Base plus power of 92. Like if he continues to offload, he is just uh, the biggest lock in the game, I think, like just locking <laughs> straight in. Uh, and, you know, 70 minutes, maybe that was effect- the HIA sort of uh, affected that a little bit. So that was his little breather and he plays 70. Yeah. That was more than, I think, 10 minutes above his average last year. So you can wait and see if he's pulling that offload out. If he's getting 65 minutes plus, he, he's just an absolute special to bring in round three. If you don't have him, would you would you get him immediately, or would you wait a week? I'd still wait a week, but that's because my team makeup has those five hundred k front row forwards. So give them another week. You know, if Tino does well, if if Haas reverts back to a you know slightly lower minutes and and puts the offload away again, which he did last year, he had so many opportunities to do it, but he just tucked it under the arm. So I'd I'd still wait and see if he gets you know twenty points more than some of those guys, and he's looking absolute solid. You know, bring him in then. Otherwise, for the Broncos, there's not not much to talk about. I don't think um, Cobo. They, the commentators absolutely loved him. Uh, super coach wise, I think he was in the twenties. So you can just wait and see with that. I'd still be holding him if um, if you have him, and he is definitely a play this week. So that's that's pretty easy to play him against the Bulldogs. But otherwise, not much, not much other interest in the Broncos. Probably, probably one we need to call out. Uh, I don't think any of us have him. Is Katoni Staggs, who was one of the most popular players in the season. Uh, to start the season, uh, really, really bombed. Oh, that was a good call. Just thinking about it, I definitely touted Lane Katoni Stags. So take that one. <laughs> you didn't have him either, YouTube's. <laughs> that one call. One nah, call. I didn't have him. Yeah, so I never was going near him either. Yeah, so I think his ownership's at like fifty something percent. So we've done all right. We've all done all right there. Oh, There's fine. a little pat on the back finally for us. Just, just on <laughs> the one. Just, just. On the dogs, did any did you guys know that like Burton could kick the ball two hundred meters yeah. in the air? Yeah. Like that was, <laughs> how good is he? Like if he got extra super coach points for bombs, he'd be coming straight in my side. He might be an interesting one for later in the year if he does bust in price. Like he was, he only got a twenty seven on the weekend, so we shall see. Let's get into trade talk. Two or three trades this week. Dan, how are you thinking? Uh, what are you thinking about for trades? Yeah, as I said, I, I, I like the structure of my team. I've got um, – I don't think we've posted our final teams, actually. We might post those for the listeners after after this pod today. But yep. looking to take out Cody Walker <laughs> at 5'8 and bring in uh, Cammy Boy Munster. Uh, and I'm then looking to bin – Lolo, uh, I know there's a little bit of chat that, you know, that was off for him. He went to the front row. Uh, Peyton notoriously doesn't play Lolo as, as Lolo should be. So I'm cutting him and bringing in Harry Grant via Garlo Pies. So, yeah, just two big guns bringing in Grant and Munster. Tubes, what about you? Yeah, I'm... I was pretty set on probably making three trades this week, but similar to Dan, whilst I'm not happy with my performance last week, there's no overly worrying areas that I'm looking to fix up. So I've got to get rid of the cheese. And as I mentioned, I've got to try and find 50K to get rid of Grant. So I'll probably be using two trades 
um, likely downgrading Nicarima, who's been benched and trying to find a cheaper option in the in the five eight position, and then upgrading Cheese to Grant. But I'm going to be giving all of my center, mid-range centre wings another week and same with those gun second row and front row forwards. I'm, I'm happy to keep them and, and give them another week to see how it goes. My instinct was to make three trades this week, three trades next week. Given the the amount of cash that players are going to lose with this low scoring across the board, try and, um, try and stop the hemorrhage as much as I can. But I just can't – everything feels a bit sideways. Like I've got to get rid of Cody Walker, so I would presume there I'll bring in Munster. Um, I'd like to get Harry Grant because I've got – I'm running Randall and Garlic at hooker at the moment, so I want to move Garlic down to the back row um, and potentially you know, trade out Tamalolo, but I, I don't think I can make that work. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in two minds everywhere. I've got Sean Russell as well, so I might, I might look to push him on, but it's – I think it's going to be a long week for the uh, for the Terrace Crew committee uh, management committee trying to figure out what to do and is is this the right week for Payne Haas? And then you'll make fifty changes five minutes before kickoff, like last week, um, well, where you just throw everything you've worked on out well, that's the window. The thing, and you can do that now, right? Like you can update the trades over the weekend. So, <laughs> Dan, let's let's uh, let's wrap trade talk up. Uh, What's your uh, what's your go on cheapies? Are you going to be looking to bring in any cheapies this week? I know you, you didn't mention any then, but uh, or will you just be maybe looking at week three, round three, bringing in the best cheapies? Yeah, so there's no real bottom price guys unless you didn't start with Schneider, that sort of thing. But then he's not going to make cash anyway next week. I would be holding on the guys like Chualagi, Bullymore. Uh, anyone around that, even the 350K guys, I would wait that week because it's so up in the air. You know, you you trade one of those guys in and he gets injured, it's a two-trade swing plus you don't make any cash. So really just hold off on those cheapies uh, and look to just make a really strong 17 this week. I'll be probably looking to make three trades next week uh, for big cash generation if there's no guns that are going down. So, uh We'll see what happens there. Just just while we're on cheapies there quickly, we didn't mention him in the teams, but Isaac Tago, a brilliant 71, um, starting at centre. He's he's a lock for your 17s each week now. Yep, correct. Uh, right, let's uh, let's get on to our, our next segment. Uh, we're going to give a quick update on our template versus pod team. Uh, Dan, first off, the pod team, how'd they crack on week one? Pod team did terribly. Uh, you know, I, I looked at the number one ranked overall side in Supercoach, and if we were going to make a pod team, that that should have been yeah, it. What is it? He had he had that many pods. And they, absolutely crazy. Twelve seventy two. Crazy. So we, yeah. <laughs> it's like he picked the. It's like he picked, out of the box. It's like he picked it after the round. Honestly, did. the best thing about seeing that was just going, like, um, there's no way. I would have picked anywhere near that team. <laughs> so yeah. just made me feel better after going so bad. Gagai, Kelly, Cherry. <laughs> Too good. The fullbacks are Dylan Edwards. Dylan Edwards and Nico Hines. And he skipped Hines. Yeah. Well done. Well done to that player. Well deserved. He, d- he didn't pick Teddy, Pappenhausen or Turbo. Uh, and, yeah, good on him. Well done. Uh, the pod team. 730 points, really, really low. Uh, mass changes coming in this week, obviously. They had Christian Welsh, so I'm bringing in uh, Fodawaka from the Gold Coast Titans. He's a little bit of a sneaky pod. That's what, that's uh, what, the, that's what the, lead, Reece Watt. the leader's got, Fodawaka. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. yeah well, just copy yeah, him the leader. Just copy, copy and paste. It's easy. Uh Val Holmes, really disappointing. Those halves for the Cowboys just absolutely murdered any of the outside backs for Cows on the weekend. So I'm bringing in Reese Walsh for Val Holmes. And then the pod, Cody the Walker. Team, the pod team is bringing him in, not you, just just, clarify, just to clarify. The pod team, yeah, just, just to clarify. The pod team and Cody Walker is out. Uh, I have currently put in for the pod team Cameron Munster. He may not be an option, though, due to our rules if he's the most traded in 5.8. So I'll check that later in the week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the template team fared a little bit better with an 8.36, uh, which is 
basically bang on an average score for round one, which you would expect for the template team. Uh, they've got a few problems, though, the templates with injury. Uh, they have the Cheese and SJ, so they're both going out this week. And in on the exact dollar, with $0 left in the bank, the, te- the templates can pick up Harry Grant and Toby Sexton. So a nice little couple of trades to cover some injury there for the template team who take an early lead in the battle of the templates versus the pods. What about Andrew King? Put him in the socket. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler. The juggler's come out at Brookie. Right. feel like we've been going on for a while, Tubes. You must be still worked up from earlier. Can we get a bit of a tirade um, into questions with Tubes for the week? Yeah, thanks, Matt. I think, I mean, my I was pretty fired up over the weekend and honestly I'd been talking up. I had Tom Gilbert into my side <laughs> um, like literally for all preseason and then he and then um, so there's a few parts this week and it probably flows on to Nathan Brown this week. Like it just still doesn't make sense to me Coaches have all preseason to work out who's going to be in their teams, and then they name their teams, and then they think, "I'm just going to be really sneaky and make some last-minute <laughs> decisions to change it up here because it's really just going to throw off the opposition." Like, what? It, like, what did Todd Payton? He had like five changes, like from his seventeen. Didn't didn't drop or change anyone. He just moved Tamalolo to the front row. Moved, moved around. Anyway, so Gilbert starts and bangs out 76 and he's the best back rower to, you know, cheapy to oh, mid-ranger to start the year. And it's just, it had me steaming. And then you put that into, you know, for some reason, not for some reason, but he looked good. I started with the hammer. He looks great. But then I'm just sitting there going, like, Chad and Deed and Harves, like, what are you doing? You pick it. What, like, what, what was what was the strategy there? Like, yeah, Cowboys, easy run. I'll pick Hammer, who's a great player, or those that might have followed in and picked Tuolungi or Val Holmes, and then you're just sitting there having to watch the Chad and, and Tom Deed and throw the ball around after that. So fair to say after a, a very poor Saturday in Supercoach and, you know, tried to bounce back on a Sunday, 6 p.m. I was I was steaming in that and Cowboys that last, uh, that last, Bulldogs that last hammer no try <laughs> under the sticks as well. No, I think it was fair, but, like, I was up and about for about a minute um, <laughs> and then <laughs> just to get you back a I bit from your Warriors. Uh, it, it literally uh, summed up Smith. the weekend. Oh. I didn't realize either, Tube. Absolutely. Tommy, Tommy Gilbert had a 61 base. Oh, he's unbelievable! Like he's, I said, anyway. I sent a message to Dan after the game, like without really watching, saying, "Oh no, tell me, Gil, but he, he's all rig, no jig." Um, but it turns out he isn't. He's got a bit of jig. <laughs> he's got plenty of jig. Sixty-one he's in base. Out. Jesus Christ! And, and then, and then, and then Peyton just to rub it in comes and names him to start this week. Like so, <laughs> it's just he'll probably yeah, just yeah, play. Yeah, and I both look good. Like they. They could both be oh, serious yeah. options. Anyway, so that's my tirade this week, just stupid. And I'm sure there's going to happen throughout the year, just coaches and playing their stupid tricks that really just absolutely mean nothing can throw. Don't throw the other team off at all. Just throw us off from a super coach perspective. Um, so questions this week. Um, I think most of our questions related around trading, which I think we've covered um a fair bit which was around you know game one sample size and and how it all looks don't trade um, out roosters don't trade out roosters wait to hold the best mid-range performers and and cheapies um so i think really the the question that i was going to to um bring up with both of you and it doesn't affect me but with Sean Russell out for for, you know, uh, it looks like an indefinite amount of time and at that 285K range, who do you think would be the best trade-in options available for him uh, in the similar price range? So I've got I've, – I've set up pretty well in terms of jewels. So I, I actually wouldn't mind turning Sean Russell into a hooker. 
so I can move garlic to second row and Tago to center. Um, so that's probably something I might look to do. Like I could turn him into Starling, for instance. Dan's put a bit of shade over Starling, um, but uh, I know there, there, there is an angle to say that Hodgson maybe is out for longer than that two or two week period, which you know it's obviously a risk, but sometimes you got to risk it to get the biscuit. Um, so that's probably how I'd be looking. There's no one really in centre wing that's cheap that I want. If I didn't have Penasini, I'd be bringing him in for Russell. Dan? Yeah, so if you're upgrading, uh, I think you can bring him in. If you're trying to get a guy at the similar price and you're looking for money, I, if you can trade around it, I would just leave Russell there for next week. Yeah. So then you just get the best sort of 250 to 300K guy is going to make the most amount of cash. You can just do a straight trade next week. Otherwise, say you drop Cody Walker and you downgrade to someone and you've got a spare 300K, I'd be looking to go up to the 550-plus gun options to to move him up to that. Who who would be the options there, Dan? Like you and Aitken, if you don't have him, I think at 486, he's great value, can't go wrong. Who, Who else could you be looking for there? Yeah, well, I think you're looking at sort of jewels. I think uh, Tubes is Tubes is spruiking of Zach Lomax is in a bad option. I think he'll he'll be very safe. Sloan, maybe. I'm still not off Daniel. I'm still not off Daniel Tupu. I know lots of people will be jumping off him, but you know, if Roosters just put a put a few points together, he's going to be scoring. And he did have that line break and try assist on the weekend as well that got taken oh, off that him. Hurt. So that really uh, hurt. Yeah, I think he still still is an option if you're looking to really shore up your centre wing. Uh, and but you know, I'd probably via Jules look to get someone in that second row forward yep. who looked good as we've as we've sort of spoken about last week. Oh, like um late earlier in the episode. Yeah, and I think as the theme of the episode has been is probably if you don't have to trade this week, hold and wait and see for another week. Um, but just to have a look. I mean, there's going to be plenty of options, and there's and there's another week's worth of scores to have yeah, a look at. If there are, if you've got fires to put out this week, put them out. But um, otherwise, otherwise you can uh, you can hold off the week and, and utilize those three trades next week. Exactly. Righto, boys, that's round one, done and dusted. Round two this weekend. Can't wait to see some more footy. Uh, Thank you both very much for joining us and enjoy your week. Thank you, Matty. You, Eddie.